This week's episode of the Productivityist Podcast is brought to you by Transpose. Head over to productivityist.com slash transpose to learn all about what Transpose can do for you and what data management really should be. You can storage manage your information using powerful searches, over 30 smart data fields, and there's Kanban, there's calendar, table views, analytics, and so much more. Plus, there's the Academy, where you can learn a lot from the people who have built Transpose from the ground up. Head over to productivityist.com slash transpose to learn more, or listen on, because during this episode, I'll dive even deeper into what Transpose can do for you. For now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Productivityist Podcast. I am your host, Mike Vardy, and this week on the show, Annie Mueller joins me for a conversation that dives not only into how to be productive from home while you're dealing with four children, who you are also homeschooling and running a business, and also having a husband who is on the road for part of the time, and so on and so forth, but also just really great tactical time and task management tips. Uh, So even if you don't fall into the category of, hey, I'm not a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home parent, that, you know, these these rules will not apply to me, there is something that Annie has to offer. There's a lot that Annie has to offer here in this conversation with me that will uh, help you propel your productivity to greater heights. I've been looking forward to talking to Annie for some time now. She's a very busy woman. She definitely knows when to draw the line in the sand as to where her time is spent. And I think that there's a lot that you can learn from her. And you're going to learn it right now as we dive into things. Here is my conversation with Annie Mueller here on the Productivityist podcast. I'd like to welcome Annie Mueller to the show, right? That's what we were talking about this before the show. It's like it it is Mueller. There's no doubt. It is Mueller. There's no doubt. I stand by that. (laughs) Uh, Annie, thanks for joining me on the show this week. Well, thanks, Mike. It's great to be here. So I, I, I've been following your work for a long time. Um, I know you've been on, I'm going to put some other links of, of you being on other podcasts. Uh, you've been on the Productivity Show with uh, Asian Efficiency. You've been, it, how does it feel, like you're you're in a space where, and, and I'm going to just get right at it because I've talked to Laura McClellan about this before, where mm. there's not a lot of women that write about this stuff. No. It's hard to find. And yeah. I used to get the gears a lot, and I still probably do every once in a while. Like, where are all the where are all the women guests? Why? And again, I asked Laura this question. I'll jump right in and ask you this question. Why do you think that that might be the case? Um, you know, I think that there's a, a little bit of a stigma where women are supposed to be touchy feely, pretty emotionally driven more so and productivity tends to just be very analytical it's all about tracking and measuring and focusing and knowing what you're doing I, and and i think the stigma is obviously wrong that how you um think about things and and go for things is very much a personality based <clears throat> not gender based at all but i think for so long that's how we've kind of divided the sexes and what we think we're good at that you're just geared that direction from from the beginning so <clears throat> you might be steered women, uh, girls might be steered towards more uh, feely um, expressions, maybe more artsy type things. And and the guys tend to be sent the other direction, um, even from young ages. And, and I, all that stuff's kind of crumbling down now. But I still think that a lot of women just don't feel really comfortable being really open about the fact that they're maybe not what's seen as the typical woman. Right, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. Laura kind of, I mean, Laura was was talking to the same effect. And I think mm-hmm. that w- what's interesting is that 
when you go to your site, freakishly, you, and you've got a lot of stuff going on. This is just one aspect of it. Like freak, right. freakishly productive is, is the website I'm going to drive people towards because and, you don't just talk about, you know, it's not just about the, you know, touchy feely stuff. We all, heck, I write about that stuff. Right. Everybody does. It's <laughs> not just a woman thing. No. That's just perception. No, but you've got a lot of great how to's there. You know, you got how to's, you got systemization, you've got lists. I mean, you've got a nice wide swath of thing. And one of the things I wanted to ask you about mm-hmm. was the idea of of energy levels, categorizing your work in energy. This is something that, that I'm a big believer in. Why? And I think, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but mm-hmm. something tells me kids might have, play a role in the energy level thing. <laughs> I think you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, there there are huge energy fluxes, you know, and I've seen that in kind of a big picture point of view. Like I, uh, we have four kids, my husband and I, a ranging from age four to nine. So boom, we just kind of did that really fast. Well, after the birth of each child, I mean, you're drained physically, emotionally, not just me, but my husband too, your life's on hold, energy goes way down. And and at each of those times, I've pulled way back from work and hobbies and social stuff and just focused on being at home with the kids doing that. And then, you know, a few months later, as sleep comes back to your life, hopefully, <laughs> um, you you peak in energy too. And, and that same kind of thing happens during the day. And I think kind of seeing that and flowing with it as much as you can is so important because I know that every time I try to force myself to do really focused work or be super productive when I'm at one of those low energy times, it just backfires and I get so frustrated with myself and then I get frustrated with the kids and I get frustrated with my husband and like the neighbor and everybody because I'm trying to do something that really is impossible and unfair to me and to everybody. So I keep trying to, I mean, I keep messing up on that because I, I make my little to-do list for the day and I want to get through it, darn it. Um, but I, I'm finding that it's better if, if I'm at the end of that energy time to just let it go, tackle it the next the next go round and do better. Where do you find your energy is, is primarily driven? Is it morning? Is it evening? Like, where do you find that? I mean, I know for myself, mm-hmm. and I've talked about this before, is that the adage again with, with kids... Um, and it, you mentioned Laura Vanderkam on your blog, and we've, we've, yes. we 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 fall in the same similar. Uh, obviously, we're in similar circles. Mm-hmm. Um, my thought process, you know, I'm a night owl. You probably read about that. I know I've talked mm-hmm. about it. Um, mm-hmm. My my thought process is: kids get up in the morning at around six o'clock. If I'm up in the morning, try to do work. There's a there's a paradox of choice. Well, do I let them stay up because they're going to be up in right. an hour anyway, or do I just send right. them back to bed? Whereas me being the night owl, if, if I'm up at 1230 working on something and my son gets out of bed I'm like go to bed like right. there's no <laughs> so what do you what right. are you are you are you the morning are you the night or do you find that you you know shift back and forth like how do you how do you how do you reconcile that I, I mean I have tried to be a night person uh, because my husband is a night person and he routinely will stay up till one or two in the morning working on stuff mm-hmm. and I'm like oh I'm gonna do that it's such quiet time and the kids no I can't do it my brain is mush after 10 p.m. I try to write things and it's like fox potato over and over again it's terrible <laughs> so um, <laughs> I just don't even I read at night I maybe walk on the treadmill that's the only thing I can accomplish at night so I am the morning Nazi in our house and God forbid those kids should come out of their rooms before like 7 30 because i will ever so lovingly insist that they go back to bed and uh, and and you know when they were babies and toddlers obviously you can't enforce that sort of thing so i didn't try um and there, there were some times of great frustration there for me when i did um but they're they're all um we're since we homeschool our kids um 
we don't have to like get up and get them on the bus at a certain time in the morning. So we start school a little later in the morning. So they have a later bedtime and a later wake time. And we have the freedom to really arrange our schedule that way. And it works out great for us. Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now... You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. Welcome to the world of 1Password, where your entire company can generate strong, unique passwords, store them securely, and access them across any device without ever needing a reset. Imagine never having to click Forgot Password again. With 1Password's award-winning design, managing passwords becomes a breeze for you and your entire team. It's trusted by millions, including top companies like IBM and Slack. Here's the best part. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at onepassword.com slash productiveconvo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. So Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. 
All right, we're going to take a break from the show now to talk about our sponsor this week, Transpose. Now, Transpose is a great way to manage your data because you can search it and and create solutions for yourself, whether it's using some of the solutions that are in the public community or whether you've created them yourself. You can create web forms. You can create recipe books. You can create so much more with Transpose. It's a phenomenal tool and it allows you not just to store your information, but manage it. And I know a lot of people are probably using another tool that, that can do this. Uh, and It's a tool that's probably been in the news a bit. And I love um, s- tools that can do this. But what Transpose does that's so different is, first off, it dials down the noise. You have customized filters that let, if you're working with a team, see things that are only relevant to them. You can you can really have some smart searching going on. You can There's advanced text analytics that are built in there, structured fields. So you can find what you're looking for in seconds. And I know that searching is such a powerful tool. My friend Steve Dotto talks about search being the big thing for him when it comes to a tool like Slack or, or, or a tool like any tool that he wants to use to be more productive with. Uh, search is so powerful and important to him. And the other great thing about Transpose is that you can work offline and from anywhere. So whether you're using the the, the web-based application, whether you want to use an iOS version, uh, you can have your CRM there. You can even use your to-do list on there if you want. I, I don't, but you could. Uh, you could have a uh, you know, Kanban sorting of projects. One of the things we've been doing is with the uh, with the building of courses and stuff that we're working on, is that Transpose is acting as, as a great place to do that kind of groundwork. And the nice thing about a tool like Transpose is that it's got so many things that it does, and it it, it really can it can do so many things well that I'm, I'm lowering my learning curve for so many other tools that you've probably noticed over the past few months that we've gotten away from writing about apps in particular uh, at the blog. And there is a reason for that because apps move and change so much and there's so much out there that you can absorb. And what I want to do is get better at using something rather than just learning how to do, use a whole bunch of tools. And the academy that Transpose offers, uh, Transpose 101, as well as the YouTube videos that you can watch just on their YouTube channel, really help you get more out of Transpose every single day. Now, there are pricing plans, but the basic one is free. You get 10 solutions, 2 gigabytes of storage, and up to 2 collaborators per solution. Plus, you can export the records to a CSV file that's the basic but you could go prime if you want you want a membership card pay annually you get all the benefits of prime monthly which includes public and private solutions unlimited storage unlimited collaborators unlimited white label web forms and solutions white labeled pdfs and reports third-party business integrations which is such a huge thing for a lot of people and then exporting records to excel and pdf you get that annually at twelve forty nine per month. Plus, if you do the annual pricing, you'll also get two months for free. You'll get the membership card, like I mentioned, the access to Transpose meetups, and a one-hour consultation and setup call. Now, if you only want to pay per month and forego the membership card and those other extra bonuses, it's fourteen ninety nine a month. Now, think about it. If you use a tool like Transpose and you find a way to use it, and there are ways to use it for multiple things that you're probably paying multiple apps to, to, to take care of right now, you're, you're not going to be out of pocket. And I'm a big believer in supporting a tool, in paying for an app if you want it to stick around. $14.99 a month for the solutions and the productivity that Transpose has to offer is, is a drop in the bucket. So I would check out what Transpose has to offer. Again, head to productivityist.com slash Transpose, which is what I said off the top of the show, and check it out. You can learn a lot about what it can offer you because really, 
when it comes down to being productive, you want to have one place that you can go. You want to know where your data is. You want to find it and you want to deal with it. And Transpose allows you to do that time and time again. I'd like to thank Transpose for sponsoring this week's episode of the Productivity is Podcast. And that's that's all I got to say. There's a lot there, but man, there's a lot to love about Transpose. Now let's get back to the show. Actually, that that shifts us into a nice territory that I've, I've we've never really talked about on the show before. But as a parent of two kids, and I've 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 often kind of talked about the idea that what happens with kids when they go into school is that they go from being really task oriented to time oriented. They shift yeah. to the other end of the spectrum. Yes. Um, how, is that like why did you decide to do homeschooling, and how do you manage to to do that and still do the stuff that you need to do? For your own, you know, for your own, uh, you know, career and for your own right. work. Well, I, I should probably confess right now that my house is never clean. The laundry is never done. Um, so, you know, something has to give. Right. <laughs> That's what I've discovered, right? You know, you can only juggle so much. And like you, we were mentioning earlier before the show, during the school year, you you make certain priorities on on producing, on working. And during the school year for us, man, I'm focused on schooling the kids and I'm focused on getting my work done. And the house is kind of whatever. Um, we tackle it on the weekends <clears throat> during the summer. <clears throat> excuse me. We do lots of projects and try to catch up. And that works for us. Um, as far as why we started homeschooling, I was homeschooled myself. Um, and for me, it was a really great experience because I got to just own my education. Um, I hate wasting time. Is, um, it's probably obvious since I'm in the productivity area. Um, and I didn't have to waste time. I could get through the work as quickly as I could. I could really arrange things once I got into high school the way I wanted to and pursue lots of different interests. It worked great for me. Um, so I really wanted to give that to my kids. Um, and, and what we do as far as homeschool is a lot more open-ended and casual and exploratory, I think, than what my mom did. She was very much curriculum. She was a former teacher. Um, but I think we all take what we're given and build on it. And I love that I can see my kids, you know, we cover our basics, we cover our subjects, and then they get to dive into stuff that they're into. Uh, right now, my oldest two are really into Minecraft. So my husband is teaching them how to code and like build mods. And I don't even know all the stuff that they're doing. I haven't even, I, I haven't touched Minecraft. It seems right? like, it seems like the super time suck that I know that there's sure. some value there. I totally, yeah. and everyone says, oh, well, they learn about this. I'm like, yeah. See, my kids right. go. My kids go to school, public school. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm like, well, they get home, you know. Right. So it'd be interesting. So your husband works from home too. I take it. He does. Well, he's he's in sales, so he's home mm. like two or three days of the week and on the road the other two or three. Um, so again, so. you have both of you are essentially working on this together, which is I think important. Right. It is important. I mean, I don't, there's no way that I could pull off the homeschooling thing and the working thing if he weren't involved and he is, which is great. So I can kind of plan, hey, we're going to do this big science exploration that goes across, you know, along with what we've been reading this weekend and he'll get all into it and pull all his stuff out. And and like with the Minecraft thing, they're into that. So he's teaching them how to code from that because that's something he really wants mm-hmm. them to learn. So, you know, just find an interest and spin off on something that's actually a useful skill. Hopefully that that one definitely is. Now, when your four year old goes to kindergarten, the the long walk isn't there either of like crying or anything like that. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, youngest just goes, all right, my, ta- they're time. still crying. They're yeah. still crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's let's talk a little bit about the idea of of your your to do list. So you already mm-hmm. talked about you put together your little to do list. Right. And, and I know you're being very glib when you said little. There's no way it's little based on, you know, who you who you're working with, how you have to deal with. But. I would imagine that little is probably you've become more realistic about what you can accomplish in a day, right? 
Yes, so much. Um, you know, a big shift for me in probably the last year, 2015, something I really learned is that the long to-do list does not work. Um, what works is figuring out the routine tasks that always build towards the goals that I'm always pursuing. Um, and that's really been my focus for the last year is just building those daily habits. Um, so literally like today, there are like three things on my to-do list. That's really it. I've got a client thing to do. I've got a, a it's like a special school thing to work on with the kids. Uh, that's all I've got going on. But in the course of my day, I've got these routines built that I just depend on to help me move forward in kind of the long-term projects, the things that aren't one-off tasks. Um, and that's that's the structure of my life. I, I don't always hit all those things every day, but that's always the goal. And even if I hit them, you know, say 75% of the time or 50% of the time, there's still movement forward there in those big things like writing a book or keeping up with my blog or networking or, you know, taking the kids to cool stuff or whatever it is. So you leave yourself gaps, basically. Yes, you got to have gaps because mm -hmm. you're never going to live up to your high achievement standards. At least I'm not. Maybe some people do, but I don't. <laughs> now, what about the stuff that you think about? The, the stuff that, you know, I mean, we've all heard about the idea of capturing. Uh, I mean, I do it. There's, a, I mean, mm -hmm. how do you how do you reconcile that? Do you, do you basically say, okay, I'm going to capture this stuff and then it's going to go in a place where it incubates until I'm ready to do it? And if so, what's the tool that you use to, to make that happen? I am a pen and paper girl. So I get my little uh, notebook, whatever I find. I do kind of bullet journal hack system, but you know, I I'll start at the beginning of the week and throw down kind of my weekly schedule. And that's when I really make my big to-do list. And again, I try to limit it like for the whole week, I'll usually do like a work to-do list of about 10 items and then a everything else to-do list of about the same. And um, in the morning I'll sit down and kind of go back, see what I did yesterday I make all my notes in here. I'll kind of have a daily page going, you know, which sometimes it spends, extends to, you know, multiple pages, depending on what I'm taking notes on, what I'm working on. Um, and I just through the week will refer back to my kind of weekly list and break it down and pull out the one or two or three things that I want to focus on for the day and follow my routines and fit those in and those open blocks. And, um, you know, it doesn't all get done. Uh, usually there's always a couple of things that don't, um, but I'm learning that if I, if I keep moving forward with this system, I'm always making progress. I'm staying ahead. So it's okay if I'm, if I'm still rolling things over to the next week. And really you don't work in terms of, you know, mode or context because uh, I mean, a location really is, is you have a so, location. So really it's energy level that drives you, you get to kind of ask that question. What do I feel yes. like doing right now? What, what What's, what's yes. appropriate. Right. And, and that's where I've really put a lot of thought into how I structure my day with my routines um, to follow my natural flow of energy. And then I have certain things blocked out, you know, in the afternoon, maybe I'm going to sit down and finish up like my editing work that's not so high energy, whereas in the morning, I'm always going to have a block of work that's going to be dedicated to uh, writing or drafting or things that are, you know, strategizing, whatever it is that I need to work on at that time that's more uh, focused, high energy. Um, and then in between those two blocks of time is when I do school with the kids. Um, so we'll sit down for four hours in the middle of the day and, you know, usually have lunch in there together while we're doing a read aloud or something. Um, so that is just kind of how it flows. Chores fit in whenever they can because none of those are really high energy or big thought processes. And that's when you can kind of just let things percolate. So if I follow my kind of routine that I've structured with my energy and then I just when I get to the designated time block, OK, it's work time or it's school time or it's home time. I just throw in what the priority is first and then do whatever else I can. 
Now let's let's pretend that you don't get to do what you get to do all the time, like so many other mm-hmm. people think that they don't right. get to do. I want to be clear. You, you, I mean, everyone yeah. has a choice. It's just you know, yes. often we don't feel that we do. So, oh yeah, you sure. are you take take what you do, and I'm sure you've come across this before, and 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 you have the person that says, "Oh, well, that must be nice for Annie." You know, it must right? Be, right. How how, how would yeah. you apply this to someone who has like the the nine to five situation? Like, how do you take what you do and say? Okay, like, because there are people out there that have as many kids as you do, some sure. more, some more, and are like, well, that's all well and fine, but you know, I send my kids off to school, I go to the office from nine to five. Like, how do you? How would you? Have you ever been in a situation like that where you've been, you know, you aren't the boss of, uh, you know, you don't have complete control over your day, like, like you do more or less. I'm going to be clear about so, that now. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yes, I have, and I hated it, and that's why I won't do it again. Um, <laughs> We're right there. Um, We're right there together. Uh, But I I do have to say um, the struggle to control your time, um, it's always there. Um, The feeling that it's controlled by other people is one of the main things we have to fight. And it it took me a long time to realize that I was the only one who owned my time. And I could make every excuse. I mean, I've got uh, because I work from home and I homeschool, of course, all my friends and neighbors think that I just sit around on the couch, right? And am available. I'm sure you have that sometimes too, mm-hmm. right? So there's always people trying to take our time, not maliciously, just because they don't know what we have going on. Um, and, you know, we we, ha- we all have structures to work within. We all have limits. For me, it's four kids who feel like they can, you know, run into my office at any time. And I want them to feel that way. I want them to know I'm open and I'm there for them. But we also have to find ways to limit and to communicate with other people what our needs are and what our goals are. I mean, when you're in the context of a nine-to-five job, you've got however many hours from the time you get up in the morning to the time you have to leave for work, that are yours. There have been periods of time in my life that I've gotten up at four in the morning because that was the only time I had. And that wasn't really pleasant, but I got some work done between four and six, and I was happy that I did it. After that, it was painful at the time. (laughs) Um, And then there's evening, and during that nine-to-five time, maybe when somebody else, quote, owns your time, you can still structure and prioritize with your energy levels to do your most important work first, Um, or whenever your high energy time is, um, whatever your confines are, we all have confines, whether it's spatial or whether it's family or whether it's work or whatever else it is, within those confines, you have to take responsibility for what you do with your time. And there are lots of ways to do that. And I think that that is, to me, one of the most intriguing and exciting things about productivity is like a puzzle. Okay, here are the pieces I have. How do I make this fit together? How Mm -hmm. do I get the important parts of my life in here first? And it's different for everybody. There really is no one fit. But putting playing that with that puzzle and realizing you can solve it, I think that's where you have to start. Yeah, it's funny. As you're mentioning that, I'm thinking about like being on an airplane and you get, you know, or being in a, a, yeah, I guess an airplane. In-flight magazines always have like the crossword puzzles in the back. Mm -hmm. I I will always get about two thirds of it done at the most. Mm -hmm. And then I just kind of give up. It's like, okay, well, these words are outside of my vocabulary and it's not worth the effort to consider. It's, It's funny because as you mentioned that, I'm, you know, your bio basically says, you know, you hate paperwork. You don't alphabetize. Your closet's a wreck. But you've made choices to instead do work that matters, build effective habits, and become the best version of yourself. So your closet may be a complete disaster, but but that ultimately in the grand scheme of things doesn't matter because you've made conscious choices. And I think that that's that's one of the things that people don't, don't take the time to do is make conscious choices. They're just so busy going 
and 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 living the day to day without intent that they that they they end up driving themselves crazy and in directions yes. that they don't want to go. Right. I think that the biggest hang up we have to really accomplishing what we want to is this cultural narrative we have of what our lives are supposed to look like, right? And we all have slightly different versions of this, but it they're all super similar. But when we find that that little narrative we're living isn't giving us the results we want, um, it takes us sometimes a long time to realize we can just throw it out the window. We don't we don't have to stick with that narrative anymore. We don't have to do the, um, you know, this is what marriage looks like. This is what work looks like. This is what parenting. Um, our family style, um, from personal point of view, uh, our parenting, our schooling, we travel a lot together. Um, we like haul our kids off to places all the time and do school along the way. We don't look anything like even what I looked like growing up or what my husband's family looked like growing up. But this is what works for us. But you have to give yourself the freedom to just change all the boundaries, to change the narrative and to figure out what matters most for you and, and then go for it. And not be afraid to break right. the narrative. I think that's yes. another big thing is that I mean, when I left Costco, it was terrifying because mm-hmm. that wasn't what you did. Like, right, you know, right? why why would you leave a job that had, mm-hmm. you know, great benefits? Costco is renowned for being a great employer. I mean, right. the, the, you know, why would you leave that? In your case, yes. I don't, I mean, what did you do before? What was the thing you did before this? Well, fresh out of college, I got married and then I worked for my husband's family's business, um, which is in lawn equipment. And I'd gotten a degree in English. So what was the fifth there? I don't know. I learned about carburetors. Um, and I started doing their marketing and stuff for them. Mm-hmm. But, it, and then at that point, um, I really decided I wanted to launch off into, <clears throat> excuse me, into freelancing. So that's what I did. But again, that was a little, that was kind of a small risk, but, um, I quit that job before I had anything going freelancing. Well, and you and you also remember. I mean, the interesting thing there's a lot of people. You know, I, I'm not gonna. Some people might say, "Well, that's great. You you went to work for the family business. The risk mm-hmm. was low." But there's there's risk there because you're doing something. You're working for a family business. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you know you you get into this job that you probably. I mean, you, you obviously were were able to do, didn't want to do, and then you go to your family and say, yeah, you know what, I don't do this anymore, and they're like, well, what? Right. We just gave right. you all this, like, and now, and so you run the risk of of of, of, yeah. of offending them mm-hmm. and going, you're crazy, like you have this thing, we're giving you this, and and you're you're not taking it, like, what's wrong with you? Right, and and I think that's a key point. What we're talking about is like rejecting this narrative, taking these risks. You're you're always going to offend somebody when you make a decision. This is how I feel. (laughs) You become decisive. You become focused and clear on what you want. You go for it. And somebody is not going to like it somehow. And at some point, you have to do what I think is growing up and deciding that it's not your job to make everybody else happy. Your job is to just be you, be the best you, do the best thing you can do. And some people aren't going to like that or get it. And at the end of the day, that's okay because that's not their job. Their job is to be them. And as long as they're worrying about you, they're not doing their job. So move on that's awesome Annie. we got to go i want to i want to yeah. make sure we've tracked our time accordingly and we're we're, <laughs> we're little, thank you so much for for uh, sharing uh, sharing everything with us today uh a little bit you got through this episode everybody in a pomodoro or less if you're listening to the public edition if you're listening to the patreon edition you get a whole bunch more so if you want to and you're listening to the public edition right now you can uh support the show by going to patreon.com slash productivityist and uh, support the show in any monetary means you you may want. But before we let Annie go, Annie, where can people find you on the internet, 
Uh, or maybe the hotel you're staying at next, since that's what you told everybody at Patreon <laughs> you're doing right now. <laughs> that's right. Well, that remains to be determined. So until <laughs> then, <laughs> you can find me at freakishlyproductive.com. That's where I blog at AnnieMuller.com, which is where I just put writing clips usually, or on Twitter at Annie Mueller, where I'll be there for a week at a time and then disappear for a couple of weeks. And Mike, thanks so much for having me. It was a blast. Thanks for joining me on the show today, Annie. Appreciate it. Thanks. Bye-bye. That's it for this week's episode of the show. Thanks to Annie Mueller for joining me. You can find her work at freakishlyproductive.com where she and guests write about a whole slew of things that are related to productivity and how to be freakishly productive without freaking out all at the same time. And if you wanted to hear more from Annie, well, we did a whole other batch of questioning that dives into email practices and so much more that you could get and you would get if you're a Patreon supporter. So if you head to patreon.com slash productivityist, you can learn how to become a Patreon supporter. You'll get the weekly episode, which is enhanced because you get more content. And you'll also get a weekly bonus episode and additional first looks at other content tons of other perks that are definitely worth exploring. So head over to patreon.com slash productivityist and check those out. Until uh, next time, I wanted to thank uh, all of you for listening. I want to thank Transpose for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. Head over to productivityist.com slash transpose and learn how you can make data management, all your data management, even better with solutions that you've created and that others have created that you can use for yourself. Again, productivityist.com slash transpose. Big thanks to Transpose for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. Big thanks to Annie Mueller for joining me. And big thanks to all of you for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to, to me as we talk about productivity here on the Productivityist Podcast. Until next time, I'm Mike Vardy, founder of Productivityist, productivity strategist, and the host of the Productivityist Podcast, reminding you to stop guessing and start going.